señores y señores! What is going on, everyone? Welcome on into Oi in Philly Sports, the show where we follow everything Philly sports. Of course, I'm your host, El Parcero Philly, the United of all things sports and culture in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. What's up, YouTube? What's up, Twitch? What's up, Twitter? And of course, what is going on, TikTok? Thank you so much for tuning on into this Friday, October 8th episode of Oi in Philly Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at the end of another week, and it is episode 73 of Oi and Philly Sports. Uh, the old Isaac Salmano number of, of Oi and Philly Sports. Uh, Stacey Andrews episode of Oi and Philly Sports. Whatever you guys want to call it, we have another episode here for Oi and Philly Sports. Lots to get to. Of course, we're going to get to our NFL picks in just a second. Um, last night, I was correct. I got that one right. Kudos to me. We're 1-0 so far as the Rams beat the C uh, Seattle Seahawks. We'll talk about that in just one second. Uh, but, of course, I uh, we have the Eagles to talk about. Of course, we have our Sunday game against the Carolina Panthers. We'll be in Carolina. We'll be in North Carolina in Charlotte to face off against the Panthers. We'll, we'll do the full preview there. We'll look at both sides of the team, and we'll give you guys, of course, my prediction of what I think is going to happen on Sunday. We got some Sixers talk. As last night, they did play in a preseason game. The Flyers are at it tonight. That's why you see the Flyers cover colors, because it is Flyers game day. We have some Union talk as the Union prepare for uh, FC Cincinnati on Saturday night. They will be in Cincinnati Saturday night to face off against those guys. We got some Phillies rumors. So we got every sport to talk about here today. And uh, let's get underway, ladies and gentlemen, shall we? Let's do it. But before we dive into today's action, guys, let's let's let real quick, real quick. If you guys are watching this live on Parcero Phillies YouTube channel, do me that solid and hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And of course, if you are a if you listen to podcasts, you have a rotation of podcasts, please consider adding Oin Philly Sports into your rotation of podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Spotify, you name it, we are there. Definitely leave a little rating and a subscription as well would be very much appreciated. But what's going on, guys? What do we got here going on? We got Kataha in the building. What is going on, my man? My man Kataha. I'm sure he's excited for Sunday fall here. And we got the Flyers season almost started. It's almost Kataha season. No pun intended. But we are almost there. What's going on, man? Uh, Piper Flip uh, Jones. Hey, it's Birds Live. That's right. Well, this is Philly Sports. It's a Philly Sports show, so we'll obviously talk about the Eagles. But we're going to talk about the Sixers. We're going to talk about the Phillies, the Flyers, and the Union here tonight or today. So uh, let's go Birds and let's go Philly Sports. Uh, Piper, I appreciate that follow. Thank you so much for following on in, man. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Uh, keep keep the comments coming, guys. Of course, uh, we won't be allowing people on today because we only have an hour. Uh, but guys, comments I will be answering. So if you're on TikTok here, please leave your comments, your questions, your concerns. I will get back to you guys. And of course, same thing on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Leave your comments here, and I will definitely be getting to those as well. Um, let's see here. Logan Shoop, it's Yinzer Week. Assuming your Broncos are facing off against the Steelers. But welcome, Logan. Happy Friday to you, my man. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Flyers last preseason game. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. You already know. You already know. Teddy got cleared by non-team doctor, so he's likely playing. Um, that doesn't usually mean he's likely to play. Uh, I mean, with the concussion, you don't want to rush that, but it's definitely a good sign, right? Definitely a good sign. Uh, we'll talk about the we'll talk about the Panthers, man. Uh, the Rams look scary. That was kind of uh, as expected. How about the Sean Jackson? How many long balls has he had this year? And he's staying healthy, which is the crazy part as well, man. It's it must be nice. Must be nice, but a good 26-17 win by the uh, L.A. Rams. 
Uh, Stafford, I guess you're saying, looked rough in the first half. But if Wilson still played, I think it would be a lot closer. I heard he got uh, knocked out of the game. I obviously didn't watch the game. I was. Uh, what did we do last night? We potted. We had a we had a late pod last night. Uh, I got a run in. Went we went to the hills. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know we took we did the we did hill talk yesterday. So uh, I did not I did not get a chance to do that. And of course I had to cook. With the well, not really. I just made fish. My girlfriend took care of the other of the other stuff. But uh, no, I did not get to watch that one. I did not get to watch. I'll be watching the Sunday game for the birds. That's about it as far as Sunday's action. Uh, but that is definitely about it. But. Uh, let's get to it, guys. Of course, every week we do our picks. Last, I, I'm still, I have a winning record. I have a winning record, and that's the most important part. I think last week we went 12 and four. <clears throat> so this week we're we're trying to go 13 and three. That is the goal. So so far we're good. As the Seahawks, uh, I'm sorry, as the Rams got me the dub. I wanted to. It's funny because I wanted to go Seahawks. I, and I guys, I wanted to pick the Seahawks. Just something told me that the Rams were going to bounce back after that Cardinals loss. So I, you know, I predicted, I still predicted that right. So I got to the up there. So let's start off with Sunday's action. We got the New York Jets coming off fresh off of that victory over the Atlanta Falcons, one and three versus one and three. This will be in Atlanta, in Atlanta United Stadium. Uh, it'll never get old. Uh, but this is a good one. This is a good one because I really do not know who's going to win here. I'm honestly, I'm going to go with the Jets. Simply because whatever it is, for whatever reason, the Falcons just don't have a home field advantage. You know, I make the joke that it's a Lanny United Stadium. That's because there's really no home field advantage for the Falcons when they're there. When a Lanny United plays, there's definitely a home field advantage, but not when the Falcons play. So I'm going to go with the Jets there. We're going to skip the Eagles and the Panthers. We're going to do that in a little bit. The Packers and the Bengals. Now, this one is interesting. The old school versus the new school. Bengals seem content this season. I haven't really beaten up on any any good team, though. Now, this Packers team, you don't know what really we're going to get. Now, Aaron Rodgers seems to be figuring out after that week one loss to the Saints where Jameis Winston light, lit him up for eight touch or five touchdowns. They have won three straight now. And now against the Bengals, it's going to be in Cincinnati. This one's tough. But, but, but I'm going to go with the upset here. And I'm going to go with the Bungles. I might be regretting this, but I'm going with the Bungles here. We'll see. Houston versus the Patriots, 1 o'clock kickoff. Uh, do we really need to go into this? We all know what's going to happen. It's going to be the Texans. I'm sorry, the Texans. <laughs> it's going to be the Patriots. Uh, so we're let's move on here. Titans and the Jags. We've got a divisional game here. Titans coming off that bad bad loss against the Jets up in up in uh, East Rutherford. And the Jags, I mean, they've been in the news all week and not for the good reasons. Uh, so they will um, they will be hosting the Titans. And, of course, I'm going to be going with Tennessee in this one. There's no way. I don't think – I think the Jags are in for a very, very long season. Lions and the Vikings, very interesting. Now, part of me wants to go with the upset here, and I don't know why I keep believing in the Lions – but I just don't have enough for it. I want to go because the Vikings one and three. They played some tough opponents, but they haven't been impressive in general. They made the games close, but they're not been impressive in general. But I still think the Vikings have enough to beat the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Broncos facing off against the Steelers, uh, as Logan mentioned. I do think that uh, this is actually going to be a tough one. If 
if Teddy Bridgewater plays, I don't know how uh, how close to 100% he's going to be. Obviously, he's not going to be 100%. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I'm sorry, Logan, but I think that traveling cross-country, the Steelers, although Big Ben has not looked good, they need a win, right? And the Broncos finally got put down to earth. They lost to the Ravens. I, I see an upset happening here. There's my there's my upset there. Well, I guess the Bengals would be an upset as well, but I got two so far. All right, we got the, the Dolphins versus the Bucks Again, there's no surprises there. I got the Bucks all the way. I think this could honestly be a pretty ugly one as well. We got the Saints and the football team. Uh, this is another interesting one. It's going to be in D.C. Damn, this is tough. I'm going to say... I'm going to say the football team. I'm going to say the football team. I think the defense will do enough. I think Haneke will find a way to win yet again. And I got the football team. The Browns versus the Chargers. 2-3-1 teams. This is going to be a solid one. This is a 4-0-5. This starts the 4-0-5 games. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers here. It's going to be in L.A. And also, the Chargers have looked good so far. Uh, Staley has done a great job in his first year as a coach for the Chargers. Uh, Herbert has taken that next step in his game. Uh, although the Browns are on paper have more talent, I just like what the Chargers are doing and playing at home as well. They've been they've been making a statement, so I got the Chargers with the victory there. Next four hundred five game, we got the Bears traveling to Vegas against the Raiders, and I got Raiders bouncing here at that Monday night loss to the same Chargers, so I got them winning there. Uh, we got the four twenty five game, the Niners traveling down to Arizona to face off against the Cardinals, who are four and zero. And again, I think the Cardinals will stay perfect on the season and they will win against the Niners. How far can the Cardinals go? That is the question. That is the question. Uh, we got the Giants facing off against the Cowboys down in Dallas. One and three versus three one. Now, usually the Giants do play good in Dallas. They usually do. They usually have their number there. But we, as we know, this Giants team is not good. It is not good whatsoever. So I think Dallas is going to continue rolling. They're they're rolling. I hate Dallas. We know this, but we got to give credit where it's due. And Dallas has definitely been uh, one of the better teams in the NFC this year. Buffalo versus KC. This is going to be a really good one. I'm looking forward to it on Sunday night football. 3-1 versus 2-2. Two and two. I think the Chiefs after last week are figuring it out. And they're still not a perfect product. That defense still have hole, has holes in it. Um, that offensive line is still not giving enough time to Patty Mahomes, but I think at home the Chiefs will find a way to get a victory. Tyree is going to scorch that defense as well. Monday night game, we got uh, the team that stole the other team. <laughs> this one's interesting. Colts versus Ravens. Carson wants on Monday night football facing off against the Ravens, and unfortunately, Carson, I think you're going to you're going to you're going to I think you're going to lose. I think you are going to lose. So. Um, so yeah, so I have, obviously we had the Rams beating the Seahawks already got that. I do apologize. I forgot that the, the, the Jets and the Falcons are playing in London. Uh, I don't, I think I hate London games. I'll be honest with you guys. I think it's, I think it's very pointless. Uh, but I got the, the Jets over the Falcons. I got the Bengals over the Packers. I got the Pats over the Texans. I got the Titans over the Jags. I got the Vikings over the Lions. I got the Stellars over the Broncos. I got the Bucks over the Dolphins. I got the football team over the Saints. I got the Chargers over the Browns. I got the Raiders over the Bears. 
Uh, I got the uh, the Niners. I got the Cardinals over the Niners. I got the Cowboys over the Giants. I got the Chiefs over the Bills. And I got the Ravens over the Colts. So those are my predictions. You guys let me know what you think is going to happen this upcoming weekend. Uh, but so far, that is what I got. And hopefully, we can stay we can stay uh, in a winning record, in a winning record with my predictions, which I'll got to say here. Uh, Piper Jones says, Buck and uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, Piper Flip Jones, if you stay tuned, we, we're going to talk about Lane Johnson in our Eagles and Panthers preview, which is just about to happen. Uh, beauty lover Bob, thank you for reminding me. I, I forgot, man. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a perfect human being. I'm tired. It's Friday. I'm honestly thinking about a glass of wine, if I'm being quite honest with you guys, <laughs> and the birds and the union this weekend. But uh, thank you for thank you for the correction. Thank you for the correction. Ginger Jesus, yo, my boy. Hey, what's going on, Ginger Jesus? Welcome on in, brother. Pleasure having you, man. Uh, Steezy Julio 23, what do you think about Dak and the Cowboys? Steezy, what do you, what do you want, Steezy? What do you Cowboys fans want? You you guys are like the little little brother, the, the little sibling who needs uh, gratification all the time. You guys are good. We don't need to hear it from us Eagles fans. It's, it's weird. It's flat out weird. <laughs> Trevor, what's going on, man? Let's go Charger. You know what? You guys are having a great year, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy you guys are enjoying it. Definitely. You guys have had a rough couple seasons. I mean, uh, what's his name? Sperano. Uh, I forget the ownership name down there in, in L.A. slash San Diego, but taking, ripping the football team from San Diego that has, has supported the team for so long, moving on to LA, they're playing it as StubHub Field where the Gal LA Galaxy played in a side field. It was a rough couple years. Philip River leaves, you get Justin Herbert, and now it seems like the guys are heading in the right direction. So, honestly, kudos to you guys. Kudos to you guys. It's good. Good for y'all. Good for y'all. Um, what y'all got here? Uh, I like the Jets plus Ridley is out and Falcons just don't look good. That is true, man. That is 100% true. Yeah. Without Ridley, man, I don't know who the hell, uh, Matt Ryan's gonna be throwing to. That's going to be a tough game for him. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Dylan. We'll, we'll talk about that in my, uh, in my Sixer section. I didn't even have that in there, but I'll add that. We'll talk about, uh, Allen Iverson during the Sixers segment of the show. Um, let's see. I got, so Logan's got the Jets over the Falcons. He's got the Packers over the Bengals, the Vikings over the Lions, the Broncos, he adds the, over the Steelers, the Bucks over the Dolphins, the Saints over the football team. Uh, he's got his, he's got the Panthers over our Eagles, okay? He's got the Titans over the Jags, Pats over Texans, Raiders over, uh, who'd they say they play? Uh, the Bears. Chargers over the Browns, Cowboys over Giants, Cardinals over Niners, Bills over Chiefs. That's an interesting. You got the Bills over the Chiefs. That's not. That's actually not too outlandish. And the Ravens over the Colts. Very nice. Dylan Jags coach getting a dance from a friend. Friend. I don't know what that was. That was uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, look, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've had a grinder here and there growing up in my lifetime, and I don't know what that. was. That was uncomfortable, straight up. But Urban Meyer, yo, who who expected this from Urban? Who expected this? Now, look, here's the thing. What we need to remember, Urban Meyer was the coach of the Florida team that got away with legit murder. And, it, and that, that team was one of the best college football teams of all time. 
and he was the coach of it. And they had so I know they had Tim Tebow, and Tim Tebow is this child of Jesus, as they like to call him. But man, that team had some serious knuckleheads on it, and he coached him. Now I'm not saying he did anything wrong during those times because we obviously don't know. But it's that is really tough. And I mean, if I'm Urban, I I just I just leave. I leave. Now you saw I don't know if you guys saw on social media, but there was that clip in Jack's practice where they break the huddle and uh they end it by saying grind it out and then they start laughing. <laughs> so they uh, right, right off the bat, we know that they're not taking Urban Meyer completely serious. It's it's already a tough transition coming from the college ranks to the pro ranks. You gotta adjust to the, the schedule, you gotta adjust to the play style, it's quicker. You have less players to work with. Um, they're men. They're not boys. There's not recruiting. There's drafting. Um, it, there's a lot of things that you have to adjust to. And now adding this, I don't know. I don't think Urban's going to be lasting in the NFL much longer. And then, and the crazy, so here's the thing. So I think we can all agree that we don't think Urban's going to last long in the NFL. But what does he do after? Does he go back to the to the college ranks? Does he stay on? Does he stay retired? Like I'm curious what Urban's thinking over there. Should be interesting. Uh, Logan Cat fans want uh, want their rivals say they're good. That's weird. Again, it's part of the football cult- culture that I do find weird. That's weird. Uh, Spanos, that guy, pretty much. Uh, Urbana apology was so bad. It was pretty bad. And But what do you say at that point? I mean, you got to own up to it. I, I mean, I guess you got to apologize. But you, you effed up. You effed up. Essentially. He didn't make any eye contact when he did it. He acted like a four-year-old. And, Logan, that's funny. At your age, you realize uh, that the way Urban handled it was not the way adults should handle it, and that is kudos to you, my man. He's going to USC. USC could use a revival, man. It's been over a decade since they've been relevant. Um, I guess since Lane Kiffin left? Yeah, they 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 need to be relevant again. It's crazy. It's crazy college football doesn't have uh, USC winning the way they are or the way they used to. They were the they were the Alabama before Alabama. They were the Florida before the Florida, and now they are uh, a California school. Really are. Let's uh, let's move forward here, guys. Um, we talked yesterday about um, we we really so during our recording we had a couple games going on. Uh, I want to give you guys those recaps of some of these games. We had some playoffs. We got playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. Playoffs in Major League Baseball. So we talked about how the Cubs beat the, uh, I'm sorry, the Cubs. Why am I thinking of the Cubs? I'm sorry, Chicago. If you're a Chicago White Sox fan, I apologize. That's my bad. Um, we were talking about the White Sox losing to the Astros yesterday, and they put it put a good spanking on them. But then you had the Rays put the shellacking on the Red Sox. When we left here, it was still 0-0. And the Rays, dude, they're, they're pretty damn dangerous. And here's the thing. The Red Sox out-hit the Rays. They had nine hits. They couldn't convert any of those hits into runs. Whereas the Rays, they're so efficient. Six hits, five runs. Sean McClanahan went five innings deep. He allowed zero runs, and he had three strikeouts. This team is incredible. It's it's truly incredible. The way they are winning, it's remarkable. You know, it's great, too, that they have a DH. You guys know me. I hate this whole not having a DH in the NL. I know the the purists hate when I say that, but it's truly remarkable what they are doing. So uh, the Rays get an early series lead against the Boston Red Sox. 
Astros are leading. Uh, well, actually, right now, so the Astros won last night, but right now they are playing. Um, and they're in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, the White Sox are leading four to two. So if that stays, then it'll be a tied series tonight at four third. Uh, well, in a little bit, actually, we got the Braves going up, which should have been the Phillies. They're facing off against the Brewers in game one. It'll be in Milwaukee. It'll be on TBS. And then tonight at 7.02, you got game two of the Sox and the Rays. And then tonight at 9.37, you got the Dodgers and the Giants. I'm telling you guys yet again, you need to be watching the, these playoffs. These playoffs are true. They have absolute entertainment written all over it. And I'm definitely going to be tuning on into some of these playoff games tonight because the Major League Baseball playoffs are certainly, certainly bringing it. I love it. I love it. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, yeah, yeah, boo, yeah, yeah. Go birds. That's right. Go birds. Let's go, man. Uh, went to last week's game. I'm sorry, man. That's that's a it's, it's never listen. I hate saying it's a waste of money because it's our team, but it was a little bit of a waste of money because it's way too expensive for football games, but. I'm sorry, man. Listen, better days are ahead. It, it has to get ugly before it gets pretty. So better days are ahead. Uh, Nick Fury, 215. He did nothing. He literally sat there while a chick danced in front of him. Um, She was not just dancing. That ass was on the seat, my dude. And it was uncomfortable. That John was straight up uncomfortable. You can say what you want. I, I never received no grind like that in my lifetime. I'm telling you that right now. That was uncomfortable. Uh, it's Carter. One, what's up, baby? Go birds. You already know. You already know what's going on, man. Uh, Logan Shoop, errors. Zarena is back in playoff. Dude, that dude is disgusting. He's absolutely filthy. Uh, is this? Oh yeah, this is his second playoff appearance. I forgot about that. He's a young kid too. It's wow. We got some good young players in this league, but of course, you know, none of them really play for the Phillies. I mean, I guess Bryce is still a little young, right? I guess, I guess, but it'd be nice to have like nice young early 20 year old players just raking out there. It would be nice, but you know, we don't get not, we don't get nice stuff here in Philadelphia. We just, it just doesn't happen. Uh, but speaking of uh, nice things that we want to be nice, the Eagles, we're going to preview today's, uh, or sorry, we're going to preview Sunday's matchup for the Eagles as they're traveling down to Carolina to face off against the Panthers. Look, when it to the Panthers and the Eagles, can't help. But think about my childhood. And and for those who don't remember that game, um, I'm talking about the 2003 NFC Championship game where the Eagles went down to, uh, or sorry, the Panthers came up to to Philly at Lincoln Financial Field, and they lost, and they beat us. They beat us on that day. It was an ugly day. Uh, it was after one of the greatest playoff moments in Eagles history, fourth and twenty six. Uh, I still don't know how Donovan was able to get that ball to Freddie. And, I, and what's even more remarkable, I don't know how Freddie Mitchell held on to that ball. But that was one of the craziest moments in Eagles playoff history. And after that, we were riding high. There was no way we were not going to Houston to face off against the Patriots. And we lost to the Carolina Panthers at Lincoln Financial Field. And the year after, we lost to the Bucks in the last game at the Vet. Ricky Manning Jr. had like three interceptions against Donovan McNabb. And in that moment, the front office realized they need to find themselves a deadly weapon for Donovan McNabb. You can't keep riding with James, the James Trashes of the world, the Todd Pinksons, the Greta Lewis's, the Freddie Mitchells of the world. You need a legit wide receiver. 
And that's obviously when we got to Yo, and would that history wrote itself in 04. But that 03 NFC Championship game, I hate to bring it up, but Jake DeLome, Steven Davis, Logan Fault, well, no, no, it was not Logan. Deshaun Foster, you had Musi Muhammad, Steve Smith, Jordan Gross, Dan Morgan, Julius Peppers, Ricky Manning Jr., Chris Gable. No, Chris Gable, I think he came in the next season. But, ah, that team, that freaking team. But, regardless. So, let's talk about this iteration of Cal- uh, the Cowboys. The Panthers versus the Eagles. So, 1 o'clock kickoff. We'll be down there. Um, obviously, the the Panthers are coming off a loss to the Cowboys. They lost their first game of the season. They And two, so far in 2021, they have overachieved. And obviously, you guys know my soft spot for Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. I'll never forget what he did for us. Uh, I'm talking as far as us Temple fans, what he did for us back in the day. Uh, and he'll always have a special place in my heart. But on Sunday, he's the enemy. But he's done a great job with this team. In year two of their rebuild, they're ahead of schedule. And that's brilliant. He's built a culture within that locker room. Uh, and I think they're going to be a, a contender in the next couple of seasons. I think I, I think this year they have an opportunity to make the playoffs. But the problem is that NFC West is disgusting. It's absolutely filthy. So uh, what, are, what are we looking forward to here today? So obviously, Sunday, number one, the big key is Nick Sirianni. Can Sirianni actually not shoot us in the foot? I think a lot of what we saw in the Dallas game you know, I'll, I'll even go to the Niners game, the Niners game, the Cowboys game and the Chiefs game. Sirianni effed up more than once, quite often. And it was not it was not conducive uh, for us. But the when I'm looking at this matchup here and I want to obviously start off with the offense. But when I'm looking at this matchup here for the Eagles, I think when I watched the Panthers face off against the Cowboys, the one thing that popped off in my brain was the fact that this Cowboys offense was able to gash the Panthers defense for over 200 rushing yards. Zeke had his best game of the season, 143 yards. He had a touchdown. Pollard added like 60-some yards. They ran over 200 yards on the day. So the lights need to be blinking in Nick Sirianni's head. Run the goddamn ball. And I feel like every single week I'm coming in front of my, my MacBook, coming in front of my phone, and saying the same bull crap that we need to run the damn ball. Now, here's the thing. Over the over, Since the Niners game, the well, actually, since the Cowboys game, the, the run attempts have, have increased a little bit. I think against Dallas, we had 12 running attempts between uh, Miles, Kenny, and Jalen. Last week, we had 19 between those three. This week, can, can we get to 25 at least? But when I'm looking at the running attack, because there is a possibility to gash them, and Dak Prescott also gashed them as well from the pocket when he ran from the when he ran out of it. Um, it has to be done. It, it has to be part of this game plan. Now, Miles Sanders, I need an explanation. I need an explanation why he's not getting the carries. Because when I look at it, seven carries, two carries, that's not enough for Miles Sanders. And I know it's unfortunate, but Miles, at least at the minimum, at the minimum, needs at least 10 carries. If I'm if I'm Sarihani, I'm giving him 15 to 20, but I know that's probably not going to happen. But then we also, not only do we have Miles Sanders, who I know can break one loose eventually, but we also have Kenny Gainwell. And the dude has shown to be a lethal weapon on this offense. So there needs to be a game plan for both of these guys. 
Use those read options. Come on, use those read options. Like this week, I should not see Jalen Hurts being our leading rusher. It, that should not happen. I, I guarantee you, if Jalen Hurts is our leading rusher, we lose this game. I guarantee you that. I want to see Miles go for 100. It's not out of the ordinary. <laughs> Crap, he bro- he's, he's been able to break 60-plus yards last season on a couple of occasions. We know Sirianni's reluctancy to run the ball. But it needs it needs to be there this week. It needs to be there. Um, but by using that read option, it opens up everything else in the offense. You're able to do so much more. Not only do you have the threat of Miles, Kenny, Jalen, but you can run screens out of it. You can run uh, uh, triple options with it. You can you can run bubble wide goes all that good stuff. If the running game is prevalent with this art with the with the read option, let's try to help Jalen as much as possible. All right, forty eight times throwing the ball. Come on, Jalen. I've told you guys, Jalen needs to be treated like a game manager. Jalen is not there yet. That's not that doesn't mean he can't get there. But right now, he needs help. Yeah, he's now only read one option when it comes to passing the ball. He looks at his first read. It's not there. Check down. But more more times than not, he's running the ball. Because the other issue is he's not he can't trust his offensive line because it's just shuffling again. It's, it's the Eagles. You know, we 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 constantly are going through bodies all the time, especially this offensive line. Four. Four different offensive linemen have been have had to start because of injuries. Beginning of the year, we had Maialata with Seomalu, Kelsey, Brooks, and Johnson, and we were like, how the hell is how the hell is this offense not going to succeed with this offensive line that we have? Mix of veteran veterans and mix of young studs. And uh now we're we're relying on uh Dillard, um uh, Dickerson, who I think is gonna be nice, but obviously he's a rookie. Kelsey, Herbig, and Driscoll. Yikes, man. Story of our lives. But Dolphins line have a question. Now, we got some news today. Um, I, again, I still know exactly what Dolphins line is going to look like. But what we do know is that Lane Johnson will still be out this Sunday. Um, and what I wanted to say real quick about that, um, there's been a lot of talks, a lot of rumors, a lot of he said, she said, when it comes to the Lane Johnson situation. We don't know what's going on. All right. I don't I don't think it's fair to be starting speculating what's going on with Lane Johnson. Right as of right now, the situation at hand, he's got a personal issue that he needs to deal with. Apparently, he went to drive, he drove to Oklahoma during the Eagles game last Sunday against the Chiefs. And someone from the Eagles went down to Oklahoma Wednesday to go bring him back to Philadelphia. That's all we know. So again, I know some of you guys feel entitled to know what is going on in these players' day-to-day lives because we invest so much of our lives. But at the end of the day, they're human beings. We don't need to know what's going on in their personal life. If it's a personal issue, let's respect that. Let's Lane figure that out. He's going to come back eventually. I don't think he's quit on the team. I don't think he's uh, he's done with this for, this coaching staff, this franchise. I think he's literally going through a personal issue. I think it has something to do with his family. He could be losing his one of his parents. 
for all we know. He went to Oklahoma, his home. So let, let's let's chill on the speculation. So he's not going to be there. Apparently, according to Zach uh, Berman, Jordan Mailata will st- will play on Sunday, and it's expected he'll start. So now we know we'll probably get Mailata this week. So that's good news. But what is still, what is this offensive line going to look like? If I'm predicting what it's going to look like, I think it's going to be Dillard at the left. Next, with, next to him will be Dickerson, Kelsey, um, Herbeg, and Mailata. I think Mailata starts at the right tackle position. We've tried to do it before where we moved Dillard to the right tackle. That did not work back in 2018. I know he was a rookie, but he's got a lot to deal with right now. Let's let's ease him in. Let's keep him at the left tackle. Let's move my lot at the right tackle. I think that is more conducive. So I think that is what it's going to look like. Um, but here's the thing. The the Eagles should be able to throw on this, this Panthers defense, especially if the running game is going. Um, Dak was able to torch them as well. Dalton Schultz had another big game. Uh, Their backup tight end, Jarwin, had a touchdown as well. Uh, I think Amari Cooper had a good game. CeeDee Lamb had a more quiet game. Um, So I'm expecting Devontae Smith to have a big game in in this game. And whether it be Dallas Goddard or or, uh, Zach Ertz, one of the two guys should have a good game as well against, against the Panthers. Panthers will be without Stephen Gilmore, who they just traded for. He's still on the PUP list. Uh, and um, J.C. Horn, the reports are he more than likely will be out for the season for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they have C.J. Henderson now. He's obviously he started before. He came from Jacksonville. Uh, but he's not nothing that we should be worried about. There are some stud, young studs on this defense, but there's still work to be done on that defensive side. Now, we will see our old friend Jeremy Chin, who should be an eagle. Should be an eagle, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, And he is the only guy in that secondary that I'm worried about, pretty much. And if it wasn't for uh, Chase Young being Chase Young last year, he could have been rookie of the year. Uh, No Shaq Thompson, that's very good news as well. Julian Stanford should probably fill, or Jermaine Carter probably will fit in there. Uh, they remember our old friend Hassan Riddick. Yeah, he's there as well. The defensive line is still is still an issue, though. I, I do like that defensive line. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, Morgan Frost, uh, Morgan Frost, Morgan Fox. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of hockey already. I'm thinking of the Flyers already. It's all good. It's all good. AJ Boye, believe it or not, is still in the NFL. That's crazy. I remember was it Doug Peterson's first year. He was a guy I was pleading the Eagles to go out and get when we needed cornerback help. I think we wound up going to get um, Leotis McKelvin, but I was like, go get A.J. Boye. That'd be perfect for us, Jim Schwartz's defense, and we wound up going with Leotis, but it worked out in the end. But he's still playing. He's on the Panthers now, which is crazy. Absolutely wild. So uh, the Eagles still still should get theirs. They still get theirs offensively, especially in the passing game. Again, it's all about making uh, Jalen's life much more easier so please nick seriani it's simple run the goddamn ball run the ball it feels like doug peterson all over again it really does um on the defensive side uh look in fact the matter is it's still gonna have his obstacles and this this panthers defense uh look joe brady i think very highly of he's a really good play caller i think he's gonna coach in this league eventually um his the success he's had at both levels is incredible 
And what he's done with Sam Darnold already, he's made Sam Darnold look like an NFL starting quarterback where everyone was writing him off with the Jets. They thought he was the problem. They were calling him a bust. Now, I don't know how good Sam Darnold exactly can be. Um, I don't know how good he can be exactly. But what I do know with Sam Darnold, um, he's playing good right now. And he's doing it in multiple different ways here. Uh, the thing right now with the Panthers offense, I'm worried if Christian McCaffrey will be playing on Sunday. He right now is doubtful, but he, he, the report last week was he'd be ready by this week. So there's an opportunity. There's a possibility that he could play on Sunday. If he does, that's definitely something I'll be concerned about. But the Shubba Hubert has been able to give the, the Panthers some sort of a running game. He's been he's in, in, in that area. Just picked Royce Freeman from the Broncos, which I'm sure Logan's going to tell me about Royce Freeman. Um, but DJ Moore has been an absolute beast this year. He's become a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. And we had our issues with Tyree Kill. I mean, dude had three touchdowns and less than 10 receptions. So that's a little bit of a concern. We talked about it yesterday, how Gannon was, able, was trying to shrink the field against the Chiefs, but that really wasn't working. And I don't know what they're going to do this week against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Now, the one thing that everyone keeps saying is we need to blitz more. We need to blitz more. And I do agree we need to blitz a tad more, but this isn't going to be like a Jim Johnson, Steve Spagnuolo defense where it's blitz, 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 blitz. We we just flat out don't have linebackers, and that's another issue. And again, this week, don't expect much different from the linebacking core, but when you got linebackers who um, really are out of place 90% of the, the snaps, how do you expect them to go get get to the quarterback on a on a blitz? And I think Gannon's just been coaching scared. To be honest, you were the team that runs zone defense the most. Uh, you heard Nick Sirianni ripping the defensive coaching staff this past week. Uh, will this defense respond? This is now back two back to back weeks. You got forty points put put on you. And you've looked out of place. You've looked like a terrible, terrible, terrible defense. And this is an offense that can absolutely tear you apart. Darnold's got weapons. And Darnold's got legs. Darnold was able to kill the Cowboys with his legs. He was, excuse me, he was able to get out of the pocket. He was able to make some plays. And that's definitely a bit of a concern. Now, when we're talking about the defensive backfield, my question is uh, Ronnie McLeod. What exactly are we going to get back from Ronnie McLeod? He got some. He got snaps last week. How comfortable is he this week? If he can look anything like he did last year, that's big because he's someone that can create turnovers. And remember what we talked about last week. This defense needs to make plays, and that that's just a problem as well. And we talked about how it's not so much the interceptions. Um, it's not so much about the fumbles because the Eagles have been able to get one of each. But the problem is, where is the, the key tackles? You know what I mean? Like those third down tackles that you're able to stop them right before the first down. Where are the sacks? We're not getting enough of those. And the Panthers are, I mean, as good as Darnold has been playing, they are definitely prone to all of that. Definitely prone to all of that. <sighs> so 
All right, so without saying all of that, this is going to be a winnable game. These these past three games that we've lost have all been winnable games. Now, the Cowboys was probably less of a winnable game because the way the Cowboys were able to pull away from it. But this Sunday, it's another winnable game. I give Matt Rule a lot of credit for being where they're at in year two of this rebuild. But the Eagles have talent, and like Jalen Hurts said, they are close. They are close to putting it all together. However, though, I don't think that the Eagles will have enough to get to get the dub down there. I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. It'll be a high-scoring game. I don't think much defense is going to be played uh, in Bank of America Field or Stadium. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think the Eagles will have enough, and I do think the Eagles will lose again. Uh, I do think it'll be some like it'll be it'll be a 37 to 34 victory for the Panthers. I wish I could tell you guys something different. And like I said, it's going to be close to many expect. Um, but I just don't think that the Eagles have will have enough to get the dog. I hope I'm right. And I could be I could be wrong. I'm saying I'm sorry. I, I hope I'm wrong. And I could be wrong, I should say. But we'll see. Guys, let me know what you guys think on TikTok and as well on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Let me know what you guys think the game will happen on Sunday. And then, of course, let me know your predictions. I definitely would love to know. Definitely would love to know. Uh, what we got here? Um, let me see. Uh, it's Carter. Who do you think will win it all in the MLB? Okay, it's a good question. Uh, let's see here. Um, this is tough. This is definitely tough. Honestly, I don't want to say the Rays because if the Rays win, it's going to shake up baseball. I mean, it could, I hope the Phillies learn from it. We don't need to really spend too much, but I just look at the way the Rays are playing hot right now. And I, I think it I think it's theirs, man. I really do. I like the Brewers a lot too. We'll see them tonight. Uh, but I think the Brewers could be a team that could to make a run for it as well. But if I had to pick one right now, I'm going with the Rays, man. I'm going with the Rays. It's tough, man. Uh Peyton Fleming, thank you so much for the follow, man. Welcome to the family, brother. Welcome to the family. Thank you so much. Uh user. It doesn't always sound doesn't always start off good. Once a combine with Miles Sanders, I'm um high school in Pittsburgh. Philly isn't using him enough. That's what we said, user. That's what we said. We we just don't get it. And I, I know he's from that around that area. Uh, he needs more carries, at least at least 10 carries. I would rather give him the ball 15 to 20 times, but I know it's it's not what Sariani wants to do for whatever reason that is, man. For whatever reason that is. But he's an exciting player, and I expect them um to uh I I expect the Eagles to. I mean, I want the I shouldn't say expect, I want the Eagles to give him the ball more. Uh, entirely, entirely unknown. Thank you so much for the gift there. Uh, Dan Thielen or Keenan, uh, go Thielen NBA content, 2006. Uh, that's actually when I really got into basketball. I started watching in the Oh five playoffs and then Oh six. I was, I, I fell in love with the league. Uh, but thank you for the follow. Welcome to the family NBA content. Thank you so much. Uh, Shay's play. What is going on? What's happening? What's going on? Uh, my Apollo DJ Moore is gonna touch y'all's defense. Uh, no lie. Uh, my Apollo Apollo, if you paid attention, I literally just said that. So, thank you for repeating what I said. 
<laughs> Shay's play. Let's go, birds. That's right. Let's go. Uh, getting mixed with flyers. That's right. I did, and I caught myself. Uh, Shay's play. Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith, Zach Ertz, and wide receivers. Uh, and Goddard have to ball out. Um, like I stated, I think that Devontae Smith is going to have a big game. Um, and I think that either Ertz or Goddard will have the big game. Uh, the, the Panthers were not good at covering the tight end. I'll have to watch the other. I'm, I'm probably going to be diving deep into Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati and Carolina Panthers games this up until tomorrow night. But two of those guys are going to ball out. Two of those guys. Uh, we have to we have to storm the run. Our run defense has been awful. Defense has been awful in general, to be honest with you. Uh, come on, let's be optimistic. Um, I don't think that was too negative. I said it would be a close game. I just don't think that they're going to pull it out at the end. Three-point game. It's not outlandish. I don't think we're ready yet. Uh, let's go Astros. We've got an Astros fan in the building. They're good, too. They're good, too. I just uh, The Rays are on fire right now. I don't know how you can go against the Rays. That's just me. Let's go Eagles. I agree. Let's go Eagles. Let's go Flyers. I like that. Let's go Philly Sports. Let's go Philly Sports. Uh, which I got to say here. Uh, where are we at here? Where are we? I got, got left a lot here. Uh, it's his third year in the MLB, and he's in the AL Rookie of the Year race. Told you, man. Dude's a beast. That dude's a beast. Uh, that grind was more weird than getting called in class when you're not paying attention. Straight up, that was just a weird situation. It was a weird situation. Facts. Uh, Blazers are talking to 60. We'll talk about that in a second, Ian. Ian's trying to spoil the the, the game, the, the show program here. Uh, Chargers and Panthers were both my sleeper teams at the start of the year, and both have done well so far. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe the Panthers would, would bounce back, would have one of those type of years, especially with the FC South not being as strong. I predicted the Saints to take a big step back. And I also predicted, um, I actually had the Panthers finishing second and everyone on TikTok actually was, uh, was roasting me for it because I saw a team that would improve and I saw the Saints taking a step back and I saw this Falcons taking a step back. So, um, who's the nut job, right? Uh, Broncos have the same problem. Pat Shermer do not run plays yet. We average six yards per attempt every game. Yikes, man. We know Pat Shermer very well here in Philadelphia. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is questionable, but FP, but full practice today. Uh, Sutton, Gordon, and Sertain are all questionable. That's better than a IE expected. Both guards are back. There you go. Logan's ready for Sunday. <sighs> the Eagles need to use Sanders more. I agree, man. I agree. I don't know what to. I don't know what to. I, I don't know how else to say. Uh, maybe we need to all show up to the game, right up, right up side, say run the damn ball, and then just go to the game. Because there's, if we put all all put out signs, there's no way that Sariani cannot see it. There's just no way he can't. Uh, AJ was on the Broncos last year and did okay. That's true. That is true. Um, Sam Darnold is in the league leader in rushing touchdowns. That's crazy. That is absolutely wild. He's getting it done, man. He's getting done. He ran a speed option against the Cowboys. That was wild. That was wild. I liked Royce Freeman and always got three or so yards. He almost never gets tackled. 
in the uh in the backfield. Yeah, and the Panthers got him too, and he might be a weapon. I don't I doubt they'll use him too much. He might get three carries this week, but we'll see. Uh the spread is minus three for the Panthers too. Should we bet on that? I'm not a betting man. I never bet on my teams either. Panthers 27, Eagles 17. Uh, Dylan agrees as well. Pan, uh, 27, 17. He got the Eagles winning. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dodgers just have it all. They do, but it's the playoffs and anything can happen. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We'll see. They got to get by the Giants. That's a tough matchup. But that one starts tonight. I can't wait for that one. I would like to see the White Sox win it again. I actually saw the White Sox w- win in my lifetime. I was, uh, how old was I? It was 11, 12 years old when they won in 05. That was a good team. That was a fun team. Ozzie Gein was the manager. Uh, just not the Astros or Braves. Definitely, I do not want to see the Braves win another championship. That is for damn sure. We do not want to see the Braves win another championship. All right, let's move forward here to the Philadelphia 76ers. Last night had their home opening preseason game as they beat the Toronto Raptors 125 to 113. Uh, the real story was Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris returned back to action uh, in preseason here. And as you can expect, things looked a lot more different for the Sixers. They looked fluid offensively. They looked more stout um, with both their top players in there. Um, the team just in general looked more in sync. Um, starting lineup we saw, uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday when we were recording in the first quarter of the game, uh, but with Shake Milton at the point guard to start it off, uh, with Seth Curry at your two, Danny Green at the three, Toby at the four, and Joel at the five, of course, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay, I'm okay with it. Uh, I, I think at this point, you know, it is what it is with the point guard situation. Ben Simmons kind of put us in a fuck situation, if we're being honest. Um, and we'll see. I, right now, I think that position's up for grabs. I, Shake hasn't really shown me anything to to wow me to feel good. I'd be like, yeah, we'll be all right. We got Shake, Shake stepping it up. It's not really what's going on. But um, at this point, for me, Shake just has to be a threat scoring. That's really all it is. I do realize that our defense in general is going to take a hit this year. Um, but if Shake Milton and and if this offense can just score, and as, as we could see right now, even with just the starting lineup from from one to five, you got you got people who can score the ball. When Shake is on, he can score. You never already know Seth Curry with the with the three ball, Danny Green with the three ball, Toby can score on his own. Uh, he's great on ISO ball as well. That's something he really improved upon last year. And then Joel Embiid. I mean, do I need to say more about that? So, um, but the question is. Uh, without Ben, how far can the Sixers go? And that's obviously uh, a question that we all have, and uh, we will find out as the season uh, is upon us how far this team can go. Uh, one thing I did realize that I wanted to talk about was Niang. Uh, he he got us all a lot of time yesterday, and we saw a lot from Niang. I'm really impressed by the guy. Uh, he does a little bit of everything, scoring, facilitating, at that size, he's a stretch five, but at times it dude looked like a three. I'm not even kidding, guys. And uh, he finished the night with 16 points. He was a plus 19, four of seven from the three point line, six of 11 from the field. He had himself two boards and three assists with one steal. I mean, we talk about needing bench pieces. George Niang, ladies and gentlemen, George Niang. Oh my god. What a performance by him. But 
uh we'll, we'll see we'll see what he can give us but of course i'm again i'm concerned about the defense that's really what i'm concerned about uh ben simmons really led the charge defensively and when you have ben i know ben simmons on offense was a liability but when you have ben simmons was the best one of the best uh one-on-one defenders in the nba and on a night-to-night basis you pretty much say hey ben go guard the best player on the other team that made things easier for everyone and we don't have that luxury this year and we'll see kind of what what we'll do with that how we supplement that it's gonna be a lot of uh um it's gonna take a lot of teamwork for this defense to click a lot of communication, a lot of the stuff that Danny Green was talking about in the in the press conference after. That, to me, is the big question mark. Um, but Ben Simmons' trade proposal, uh, I'm curious what we're doing now. Uh, if you heard Sharm's quote-unquote breaking news today, uh, apparently Daryl, at this point, is not looking for players, but he's looking for draft picks for Ben Simmons, and he's looking for three first-round draft picks he <coughs> He uh, had a he was in negotiations with the Blazers, asked for three first round draft picks, and the Blazers denied it, which I was intrigued about because if they're just asking for three first round draft picks, you match Ben up with uh, Damon and um and and CJ, I would think that's a that's a good op that's a good uh situation there, but they were not interested in that. I would think that adding that defensive game of Ben's would be something that they would be interested in, but you know, that's not the case. The problem is, is that do you really want to take the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands and Ben cannot play the four? I mean, he can't He won't five. He needs the ball in his hand. That's a problem too. That's like the microcosm of Ben Simmons. Do liability offensively, but he needs the ball in his hands. Like make it make sense. I, I, I just can't straight up. Just can't. So uh, I think at this point, it might be a smart move because think about it. Ben Simmons value is trash. If you get good draft picks, then you're probably able to flip that to go get yourself a, a, another player that can help you out with this team because straight up Ben for, for a player that's going to help you is not going to happen. I mean, we've heard that carries Levert trade with Malcolm Brogdon that the Blazers or the Pacers were out on that. So it's, it's going to be tough. Um, Kate Scott called her first game last night and I wanted to say, I thought it was, a, it was great. I thought she did great at it. Um, here's the thing. And we talked about this when they announced the news, Kate Scott will never be Mark Zumoff. There will never, ever, ever be another Mark Zumoff. But I wanted to see if Kate Scott was capable of doing this job. And what she showed me, she is 110% capable of doing this job she brings her own flair she's very smart she's well prepared when she was calling the game and i think that people need to get over the fact that yes women do belong in sports and women can call games i and i'm excited to see what else she can do but her and ally had a great chemistry going on in, in the game yesterday we'll see what happens in the regular season we'll see what happens in the key moments of the season but overall i liked what i saw uh, from Kate Scott, and you guys, you guys should be, you guys shouldn't be as hard as you guys on Kate Scott as well. Um, all right, let's move forward here to the Flyers. Uh, of course, as you guys can tell, we got the the microphone covering because it is Flyers game day tonight. They wrap up preseason play. Uh, they'll be facing off against the Washington Capitals. I don't know what to expect from tonight. Apparently, both sides will be putting out their starting line. Their st- most of their starting players. 
Uh, for the Flyers, we do have uh, we do have the roster. We don't have the lines yet, um, but we have 12 forwards going out there. It's pretty much the same guys you'll see against Vancouver on the 15th. Travis Konechny, Sean Couturier, Derek Broussard, Scott Lawton, Oscar Lindblom, James Van Riemsdyk, Claude Giroux, Nate Thompson, Garrett Wilson, uh, Nicholas Hubei-Kubel, Joel Farabee, Cam Atkinson, your defenseman, Keith Yandel, Travis Sanheim, Ivan Provorov, Cam York, Justin Braun, Rasmus Ristolainen, Ryan Ellis, and then your goaltenders tonight, excuse me, Felix Sandstrom with Martin Jones. Now, Jackson Cates was supposed to be out there today, uh, but it looks like he will not, and Garrett Wilson will take his spot. But it's, listen, it's tonight, it's it's the dress rehearsal. We're, we're getting ready for the season. Season will begin on the 15th of September, uh, and I shouldn't expect too much from, from tonight's game. Um, no Carter Hart, and there is a risk that Carter Hart might not start the beginning of the year. That's a little bit of a concern already. We'll see. Obviously, we have a week or so until that happens. A uh, little, little, uh, actually, right about a week, right about a week. So that is definitely a little bit of a concern. Um, as we all know, as we're all aware, we're not, all of us are not extremely comfortable with putting Martin Jones out there on a night to night basis. But as of right now, we might have to run with that. I don't think Carter Hart's going to miss too much time, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'm curious, though, with the Flyers' plans, what's the love with – I love lots. Don't get me wrong. I love lots. But with Kevin Hayes out, we have Morgan Frost down in the AHL. We're going to run with Coots, Lots, Broussard, and Thompson. I mean, we'll see how that works, but I, I just – I don't know. I, I I get it. We don't want to rush Morgan Frost to come to come up to, to play those ice min, or play those minutes, but um, I'm not feeling too comfortable with with the center position. But we'll we'll see, man. But uh, uh, this is again, this is gonna be a dress rehearsal, and don't expect too much tonight. You know, don't don't overreact over the 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 the, the power play kill. Don't overreact over the defense. Overreact over Martin Jones allowing a couple goals. We're we're ready for. I'm ready for the season. I'm flat. I'm ready for the season. I'm ready to talk some actual hockey. Um, and that's pretty much where we are at. Um, we do have to cut today's episode short, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize. Uh, have a video out previewing the game. We'll have that on YouTube if you guys are interested in checking that out. Um, we'll be back on Monday talking about the Eagles game. We'll talk about the Union game. Uh, we'll, we'll recap everything else that happened over the weekend, some of these preseason games as well. Uh, if you guys are watching this live on YouTube, make sure you guys hit that like button and subscribe. Of course, you can find the podcast with all the other podcasts uh, wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. You can just find us on Oi in Philly Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly. You guys enjoy your weekend, and I'll see you guys on Monday.